Hi everyone, it's Pepper Hernandez. I'm wanting to tune in with you to let you know that we now have a Patreon. I'm super excited. There's gonna be so much amazing content over there. And for just $5 a month, subscribers like you can have access to videos of past recordings, unreleased episodes, and even early access to future episodes. I'm really excited and I hope you are too. Thank you so much for supporting us so we can continue to create this amazing content. Go over to patreon.com slash Dr. Pepper Hernandez. I will see you over there. When we are like wolfing down food as we're running out the door or stressed about something or reading the news, we're in this stress place. Our body goes into this fight or flight. It's like, oh my goodness, there's danger. It can't tell the difference between there's a bear in your house or you just overscheduled yourself. It goes into this fight or flight and it will suppress any of these key body processes that aren't necessarily urgent in that moment. Oh, working it out, sometimes the feels can get me down. It's not a surprise, my eyes light up when you're around. I'm awake, beating heart, you know I know, gotta start. Making dreams, taking flight, gotta show the world it's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. It's gonna be Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. And now, join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of our aligned self each and every day, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Well, it's been a minute, and I'm so grateful that you're all here. We have a very special guest today. I'm excited, of course to learn about what she's doing in the world, Heather Woodruff. She is a digestion guru and a certified nutritional practitioner. Heather, thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm excited to dive into your world. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Pepper. I'm really excited to share space with you today. Oh, we're so lucky, aren't we? We're so lucky to be able to spend time together today. And in this world of the interwebs, I'm I'm just super grateful. So Heather, tell our listening audience what it is that you are doing. What does that mean? A digestion guru? What does that mean for you? Mm, Yeah, I, um, you know what, the term digestion guru was given to me, actually, I had someone was introducing me at a talk that I was giving. And there's, you know, with my certification, certified nutritional practitioner, 
certified gaps practitioner. There's just like a lot of like fancy words in there. And she just goes like, well, you know, all of that, but that she's just the digestion guru. And I feel like people get that. <laughs> it's just like a lot more clear in terms of their, their understanding of what I do rather than all of the fancy titles. So I feel like that's where that term came from, but it's stuck. And now I use it and I love it. And I primarily focus on, I'm a, a digestive health nutritionist primarily, you know, focusing on digestion. And I will have people come to me sometimes being like, oh, can you help me with weight loss or can you help me with this? And I'm like, no, actually I'm completely digestive health focused, but how's your tummy? How's your gut health? And usually it's a mess. <laughs> and then we start diving into healing that. And then we start seeing all of these other health issues start to start to calm down and start to heal when we start getting kind of to the root of that core. So I support primarily women, but I do have some men as well. Women just seem to get really connected with my energy and I support them with their digestive healing, you know, and this is anywhere from, I have sometimes more extreme with like Crohn's and colitis and like things like that, but also just, I call it the unknown, you know, like it's like, I got all this digestive upset. All of my tests are coming back normal, but I don't know what the heck is going on here. What do I do? Like, that's a big piece of my work there. I love all of this. First off, I love that someone else has given you the name guru, because I think that's across the board with shamans and healers and gurus. That name is given to you by your community. And that title holds so much weight. Sometimes too much, but it is a beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing that with me. Let's talk about your certifications, just so we have an understanding of what type of help that you can be giving us if we want to connect with you, which by the way, we'll be asking you that at the end of the show. But what is CNP and what is CGP for those who will be looking you up? Yeah, thanks for asking. Certified nutritional practitioner means that I have a advanced diploma in applied holistic nutrition. It was a whole lot of fun doing that. And then certified GAPS practitioner or CGP is it's a specialized type of digestive healing protocol that actually was when it was designed, it was designed to heal the brain via the gut. That's kind of how we have this really powerful gut brain connection. And so the GAPS protocol, it's definitely more intense and I don't use it on all of my clients, but I, when I have clients that have like severe depression and anxiety, or when we get into the more, the more digestive diseases, like the Crohn's and the colitis world and things like that, or even chronic fatigue and chronic pain, a lot of those can be related to the gut and we can see a lot of relief from a lot of those when we really dive in and really heal in depth. But the powerful part about that, the GAPS protocol is while I have some clients that will fully do that protocol in depth, exactly as it is, because I'm certified in it, even my clients that, that where I'm like, you know what, we don't need to go that far. We need to, you know, we're just get, we're going to do one of my other programs, like my sacred gut healing program, but that program fully pulls like a lot of the healing wisdom from the GAPS protocol, in particular, some of the medicinal foods that we use are some of those ancestral medicinal foods that are really, really powerful. 
I'll pull those into that protocol and use those just to amplify the digestive healing and healing overall in my clients, even if they don't need to go quite that far. Because I know the GAPS protocol can be a little daunting for some, though I've seen it be so life-changing for those that really, really need it. But I don't always think it's necessary, but it has some really great wisdom. That's when that, I hope that answers your question, Pepper. Oh, it, it absolutely does. And in short, because I, I really want to move on to the juice that you bring, right? This sacred gut healing wisdom and medicinal foods. And I want to get into that. But prior to moving there, I want in just short, if you could tell us what maybe a GAPS protocol looks like and who that's best for. And then also, if you'd like to touch on that brain gut health, as we know, that is a hundred percent where someone needs to go to. I mean, we always need to be eating and consuming our food and paying attention to that as medicine for any part of our ailment, discomfort, or dis-ease in the body. But can you touch on your process of understanding that? So those are those two questions, but if you could touch on both of those, that'd be great. Yeah, for sure. The GAPS protocol, in a nutshell, it was created by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride, who I trained directly under. And she she originally created this protocol and it was for more for like children with like autism on the spectrum, ADHD, um, bipolar, schizophrenia, like that's her. She was just noticing that in all of these children that she was working with, they all had digestive upset. And she's like, what's happening here? And it was kind of a big secondary and so the GAPS protocol is very in-depth healing where it really dives into healing and sealing up that gut lining in particular and rebalancing out the microbiome on a very in-depth level. So what it looks like just to, you know, there's so many elements that come with it, but how I describe it when someone's like, what the heck is that? Like kind of like in a quick snapshot is it's very paleo in nature. It really, it focuses on more ancestral type foods like pasture-raised meats and fish and things like that, as well as the animal fats. But then it also gets into using fermented foods and organ meats and getting into some other elements. So it's, it's, that's kind of like it in a nutshell, where we really try and go lower on the carbohydrates or when we're having carbohydrates, they're very easy to digest carbohydrates. We do a lot of soups and stews and things like that in this protocol. That is just what's really easy to digest for people. A big hearty raw salad is just really hard for my clients to digest. And I, a lot of people are always like, but I ate a salad. I don't know why I'm so bloated, you know, and it's all of those veggies can be really great for a person with like a happy, healthy tummy, but when there's imbalance or irritation, it can kind of feel like sandpaper. So a lot of the GAPS protocol goes really deep into just these really easy to digest foods while also helping curve down the pathogenic microbes that might be going on and helping the health beneficial ones to, to flourish and recolonize your microbiome, your gut microbiome. Yeah. That's the gut protocol to dive into the gut brain connection. Oh my goodness. I have like whole workshops on this topic. <laughs> it is such a passion of mine and something that I've seen like in my clients. Like I feel like when I first became a digestive health nutritionist, I was all on the food. It was all about the food. 
which is really important. But then I started just like implementing these gut brain practices with it. And then I saw my clients heal like quicker and faster and better. And so I implement more. So it's like a big hunk of my protocols now is doing different gut brain practices. And we know this now, there's so much research showing this gut brain connection you know, persons diagnosed with IBS, the, I believe the percentage right now is upwards of 60% of those diagnosed with IBS or irritable bowel syndrome also have a diagnosis of depression, anxiety of some kind. I actually think it's more than that because I think not everyone gets an actual IBS diagnosis and not everyone actually gets like a mental health diagnosis from their doctor. So I actually think it's higher than that. And I see it. Like if I have a client with digestive stuff and I'm asking about their secondary, almost always there is like depression, anxiety, maybe a little OCD or just like really, you know, like imbalance that's happening there. So it's kind of when we do digestive healing, you know, like when we're healing the gut, we're rebalancing the brain. You know, there's all the serotonin that gets produced in the gut. So we're healing that aspect. But then we also do these different practices of different meditations and breath work and things that we can do that then rebalance the gut. So it's a, it's a cycle. I hope that makes sense with how it is, but we do both like doing in a gut healing protocol. It's so important to do both. I am so excited <laughs> that we're talking right now because there are so many things that you've said that I hope that also the listeners are like tuning in thinking, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Because it truly does. First, I just want to, and my question was going to be about the paleo diet and what can someone do as a raw foodist or a vegan, but I think they can adapt that if they choose to, but that is the key right there is the happy, healthy tummy. They have to have a digestive system that's working properly. And I do a lot of content around raw foods and specifically now like raw cannabis leaves and consuming those and a lot of people are semi worried about them because of their digestion, but that right there, anyhow, that's just my little golden nugget that I received as far as wisdom from you, Heather. So thank you. Uh, so many other things here. And I agree with you. I think there are some really undiagnosed situations that are directly related to the gut. I'm with you on that. I think that percentage that you said would definitely be much higher, especially here in the States where our foods are we don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but incredibly tainted compared to other countries. So talk to me about simple things that we can do. You're talking about raising that serotonin, that gut health to improve mental health as well. Maybe kind of balancing out a little bit of that depression. What can we do with breath work? Obviously we know sun, water, exercise, right? I mean, we all know that. Do we all do it? Most of us, but there are some people that that's really hard for, but what I've not heard of the breath work thing specifically for increasing serotonin. Now, as I say that, obviously I've done a lot of breath work as a kundalini yogi that helps with like dopamine, oxytocin and serotonin. But tell me about what you're sharing. Yeah, I'm a big kundalini practicer for like 15 years as well. That's why. Oh like, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Stop for just a second. That's why. That's yeah. why. We're just on the same vibe. That is why. Okay, audience, I'm sorry. Heather and I were talking prior to this and we're like, you know, we just kind of go with the flow and you'll get on and this and that. And I was just kind of reminding her that everything was going to be okay. And then we got on and we're like, oh my gosh, we're instant friends. That's why. 
Kundalini yoga, man. That vibe is like so high. Okay. Back to you, Heather. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And do you know what? I've been doing Kundalini yoga for 15 years, at least. I could probably backtrack it. It's been a long time. And I remember when I first started it, this totally relates to gut health. So I want to, I want to tap in here because I feel like it's important, but when I first started it, I didn't know about it or like why I just stumbled into a class. And I remember just feeling so good when I left and I was like, I need more of this. So I practiced it for a while. And then about five year, maybe actually less than that, about three, three years ago, I did a trauma healing program where it was very somatic in nature around like, you know, a healing trauma stored in the body more. So it wasn't talk therapy. And in that program, she was leading us through different practices we could do. And I was like, these are all Kundalini. <laughs> and I'm like, that it was a, just a, my second aha moment about like why it felt so good. And then I learned a lot more about Kundalini and how it just helps move stuck energy and pieces like that, which totally relates to the gut. Like we can get just like really stuck energy in there, in our bellies and, you know, and when things aren't moving properly. So there's different practices that I do around that. Like I do like a, the Sufi grinds, especially for my like constipated people out there, like doing like a Sufi grind every day. Like even if you did 30 times one way, 30 minutes the other, it's so good for just like getting things moving. But that's just such a piece around like our healing when we have this stuck emotion, stuck trauma, stuck stuff in there. In regards to the breath work, a practice, one I usually do before I get to this point, I'll take people or explain people through like different safety practices that you do. A lot of people, when they have haven't been having digestive issues for in particular years or sometimes decades or their whole lives, there is this trauma piece around food that like, it's not safe. It harms me. Every time I eat it, I feel gross. So this stuff comes up often around that, that like, you know, so I, there's different practices that I take through around creating that safety. And in particular, it's before meals. And it's usually, you know, walking through the five senses with your food before you start. You know, I think this is kind of where prayer came from, to be perfectly honest, like where it's, it's kind of if you're more religious like that, it could be a part of that for you. It doesn't even need to be, you know, a religious thing. It can be also just a spiritual thing or just a connection with your food. We're so good at multitasking, like with like eating, standing up, eating at our computers, eating on the go. So taking even one minute and walk through your five senses with your food, look at your food, smell your food, listen to the sounds around you, you know, feel the cold table, like doing, you know, what it feels like, and then tasting your food, closing your eyes for a minute. And a mantra that I always like to repeat is like, this food is nourishing me deeply and completely. And that's one that I like go through the five senses. You say that and then you eat. And it really takes like one minute. So like that's a practice that I get people started with just to cultivate that safety piece. And then some breath work that I do is like when we stretch down our diaphragms, like with breath, when we breathe in and like hold it for just like even just like a second or two, what we're doing is we're pulling on the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve connects our beautiful brains to our beautiful bellies. And so I'll say like, breathe into the count of like four, if you can hold it to the count of four and then exhale and then breathe in immediately, hold to the count of four and exhale. And that's stimulating your vagus nerve because sometimes that connection is just like full of stuck energy. It's just not running properly. It's just 
you know, it's got all kinds of stuff in it and that's a way to stimulate it. But I always like to start with the safety pieces first, because sometimes that doesn't feel safe. Like we start stimulating it and something will come up in our bodies around it. So I always like to start with that safety practice. Heather, we just went to a whole nother level. You and I, our friendship just like past the moon. (laughs) I'm so incredibly excited about this connection listeners and my clients and my cannabis patients and my students, they all know how into Kundalini Yoga I am. I've been a practitioner and a teacher for six years, maybe or more at this time of this recording. And so I'm really in it. I was doing like two hours a day for healing purposes, two hours a day. I'm one of those like a personality people, but now I'm probably like, you know, with the mantras included probably around an hour a day, you know, just loving it, but it's my go-to. The moment my eyes open in the morning, I've got my meditations. My brain is just on autopilot instead of doing the unhealthy thought patterns and that self-talk. I have over the years trained myself with the positive mantras. And so my body is just on autopilot. You can do it out there if you're listening and you want to shift through anything. You can do it. Yeah. Yes. I'm the same way, Pepper. Sorry to interrupt you, but no. I, I even have like, I'm at home with like, I'm homeschooling our seven-year-old and I still get an hour in every morning. It's something that has become a non-negotiable for me. I don't feel good. Like my body feels off when I don't do it now. And for, you know, for you and I, that's Kundalini, but if, you know, for others, that might be a whole different practice. So for some of my clients, it's like going for a walk barefoot outside. You know, like there's just, you find your grounding practice to set the mood for the rest of the day. And it's just, it's a non-negotiable for me. It's like, nope, if for some reason I got like an early start or something, I'll wake up earlier or I fit it in elsewhere. Like it's, it's, I don't, you know, and I do that even with a small child. I've just trained her. That's this mummy's magic time. And I'm like, I am a better mummy when I do this, I'm like, I'm more patient. I am ready to play. I am ready, you know, to all of that. So I just wanted to shout that out there because I know that's a barrier for like some parents or moms in particular, that it's so possible to put in that magic time, even with kids, like it's so possible. Thank you for sharing that. And I bet you are the best mummy. I bet you really truly are. I love that. Thank you so much. And for any parents out there, luckily, you know, I have an abundance of time and so I can fit it in easily, but parents, they have a lot going on, especially working parents with even one child, three children, five children. I don't know. That's a lot of work. So you could do something and and then we're going to get back to you, but you could do something that's like a active meditation is what I tell a lot of my clients is active meditation is just being present. That can be sitting in the floor playing with your children and just being present. That right there is meditation and just being in the moment of everything, building blocks, smearing that extra peanut butter on their sandwiches, whatever that washing that dish, but really being in it, you know, whatever. So anyhow, just to say, you don't have to take an hour a day to, you know, do the breath work or like whatever you're doing or like do the mantras or do the cold showers or I'm a little bit intense. So I even talk to my water, you know, like you're going to have a good day kind of person. But if you don't have the time to do that small things, just active meditation, that is literally the something you can do right now. If you are listening to this and you are in it to win it and you want to hear what Heather is saying and our conversation, you're doing an active meditation just so you know. 
Well, Heather, it happens to be that time in our podcast where we're going to give a shout out to a little business that we love so much because they're aligned with the same vibration that we're sharing with you today. When we come back, I want to talk about the five senses of food and I want to get into the juice. I want to get into the sacred gut health, wisdom, medicinal foods, and these ancestral eating habits that you talk of because that's your specialty. And that's why you're on today. So we'll be back in just a few moments. Have you ever thought about getting a cannabis doctor's recommendation letter? You can. You can do that with LeafWell. Your doctor's evaluation would include a two-year doctor's recommendation letter, an instant PDF download, 24-7 online verification, and there's no in-person appointment necessary. You can do it all online. It's also HIPAA compliant, which means complete privacy. There is a secure payment method, and with LeafWell, you can get your cannabis medical card online in minutes. No matter what state you're in, if you would like to save $20 off, they're giving giving our listeners a $20 off promotional code, which is Dr. Pepper 20. That's D-R-P-E-P-P-E-R 20. Welcome back, everyone. Let me remind you, we are with Heather Woodruff. She's amazing, certified nutritional practitioner, new best friend. (laughs) We have so many things to talk about. I can't wait to visit you in Vancouver when that time comes, but let's let the audience know. I have a couple questions for you. Five senses with food. You mentioned that I'd love for you to expand on it before we move to eating habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the five senses, um, moving through the five senses, I learned it first from an anxiety coach, actually. It's something that gets used for people who are like, if you're in an anxiety kind of episode of bringing you kind of just like back down and regrounding you. And then it was something that we also went through in the trauma program that I was describing where it's like getting into your body. And when we're wanting to release stuck energy or heal past things, the best place to start with that is just cultivating this safety piece in the body. And sometimes we don't have that with food, especially if we've had like this tumultuous relationship with food or like if food has given us pain or bloating or discomfort in the past, that piece is just really like, it's sometimes food doesn't feel super safe to us. So it's retraining the brain that like our food is safe. Our food is nourishing. Our food is, you know, health giving to us. And so when we move through those five senses, so when you're sitting at your plate and I recommend like, these are habits. When you start a new habit, it always like, sometimes you're like, ah, I forgot it, but like put a post-it wherever you tend to eat or you prepare food. And I call it my before meal ritual is what I call it in my programs. And you go through the five senses. You look at the food, you notice the colors, the shapes, the textures of it. You smell your food. You know, what does it smell like? What are you picking up? Listening to the sounds around you, even if it's traffic and kids and all of that, just like noticing the sounds, noticing the way your clothing feels on your skin, or even how the cool table or how the fork feels in your hand. You know, you're moving through those like very intentionally 
And even as I'm talking about it and talking you through it, I'm calming the heck down. <laughs> you know, like I'm already noticing myself getting like super grounded and I don't even have a plate and food in front of me. So this grounds us in. And when we do that, when we ground ourselves in like that before we eat, when we're in, a, in the state of like chronic flight or flight, when we are like wolfing down food as we're like prepping something or running out the door or stressed about something or reading the news, you know, like any of these things, when we're in the stress place, our body goes into this fight or flight. It, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, something scary is hitting. There's danger. It can't tell the difference between there's a bear in your house or you just overscheduled yourself. It goes into this fight or flight and it will shut down, not completely, but it really does suppress any of these key body processes that aren't necessarily urgent in that moment. That if there was a bear in front of me, you don't need to digest your food to protect yourself from that bear. So it will suppress your digestion when we are in that, you know, charged fight or flight state. But if we relax, when we go through the five senses, when we cultivate, when our body is like, wow, I am so safe right now, the body will put resources into digesting that food so much more efficiently. So it's such a powerful tool. When I practice, and I always like saying the kids piece around it too, but if you have kids or like other, like talking it through as you do it with them, what a beautiful gift to like give to your children just around reconnecting with your food. I feel like a lot of times when we don't have, when people just say like, I'm just not into food, I'm not into cooking, I don't like my kitchen. Like, it's just about reconnecting back in with that. It's forever been something on our to-do list. Like sometimes eating food is just another thing we got to do in a day when we don't look at it as from a place of joy or something sacred. One of my programs is called the Sacred Gut Healing Protocol because I feel like our, our healing is sacred and our food is sacred and our kitchens are like one of the most sacred places in our homes. So thinking about it and changing that mindset and it starts with like, the more you do that practice, if you're doing that before every meal, like three times a day, your body then naturally does that so much easier during times when you don't even practice it. When you don't do it, it just can really like go back into that just calm, safe place much more easily. And I love that you said that because that's exactly what I was sharing with you before the break is it becomes a habit or a pattern. Just like when I wake up, I hear certain mantras or when I need to take a step back mentally because of being anxious, the mantras just happen for me, but it's because of that practice and it takes 28 days to make a habit. So even if our listeners are thinking, I can't do that three times a day, it's just about making it a habit. And then it's automatic. It's automatic. It automatically happens, right? It's like everyone brushed their teeth this morning, but do you remember doing it? <laughs> no, you probably don't really remember doing it. Or sometimes when we take a shower, we know we took a shower, but do we really truly remember every moment? Unless we're taking an ice cold bath or an ice cold shower and we're doing mantras in there, like, you know, like some people like myself, then you probably don't remember it. You do it too, right? So uh, anyhow, yeah. so I'm thank like you. I'm such a cold plunger as well. <laughs> it's so good for you. It is. It's so and, good for you. And do you know, I heard someone quoting this, but I'm going to say like, I haven't dug in to see if there's research on this, but apparently it does stimulate the vagus nerve as well. So like, yeah, do you know... <laughs> 
The research is there, Heather. Okay, great. Absolutely. I, knew, I trusted the source, mm -hmm. but I, I like to not repeat things unless I've seen it myself, but I also True. trust you. <laughs> True. No, the research is there and it is amazing. We probably need to have someone on to speak on that specifically, but I'm so glad that you're down and you're into it as well. Before we let you go, I, I know we're getting at the top of the hour for you, and I appreciate every moment that you've been able to share with us because you're a very busy human with your own babies and your own business and practice in life. Can we get into ancestral healing or eating with food, ancestral medicinal foods? What does that mean? Where did this come from? And how do you utilize it in your practice? and in your everyday reality. Yeah, thanks so much. You know, I feel like it came to me. I feel like it was always intuitively there for me. I remember being, you know, going through nutrition school now over, this is over a decade ago. And very much like when you're in nutrition schools, they often have like the latest fad and everyone's talking about it and it's going on. Juice cleanses were the thing, like so much when I was in that era. And everyone's just like talking about it. But my healing journey really started with my naturopathic doctor at the time when I was going through all of my gut health issues way back in, you know, two decades ago now. She handed me a book and it was the Nourishing Traditions book by Sally Fallon. And I feel like it should be a staple in every home. Like every home should have that book in their kitchen. And I read it cover to cover. And I told my naturopathic doctor that afterwards. And she was like, you read that cover to cover? Because <laughs> I think it's here. It's fat. It's like, you have it too? Of course you do. <laughs> but like, it's a fat 700 plus page book. And I like, it just stirred like almost this deep remembering in me when it came to food and what really resonated with me. And so the concept around it, if you don't go to buy it immediately, like you should, but like, if you don't, like the kind of the key concepts around it, around this, like I call it like, if you were so inclined, could you grow, raise, harvest, or hunt the majority of the food that's going into your body? And that doesn't mean we have to go out. It doesn't mean we're all getting bow and arrows and hunting our own food or starting our own garden. Though if there's pieces of that, you can do amazing. But it just means that like when you're in the grocery store, when you're making choices about the food that's coming into your home, that you're putting into your body, that you're putting into your family's body, when you're making those choices, could you grow, raise, harvest, or hunt it? Would your great grandmother recognize it as food? Could you make it in your own kitchen? And so the example that I love doing that I find resonates with so many people that's like, ah, is the butter versus margarine concept, you know, like butter, could we make it in our own kitchens? A hundred percent. It's actually kind of easy. You just like throw some stuff into a food processor. Now we don't even need to churn it like our great grandmothers did, but you know, like we could a hundred percent, I could get local cream from my, a local farm near me. I could put it, you know, I could fully make that in my own kitchen. So I'm comfortable putting that in my body, especially if we get it from pasture raised sources, which we know are lower in inflammatory properties. But you know, think about margarine. Could I make that in my own kitchen? Heck no. There's a whole lot of science that goes into margarine. We probably blow up our kitchens trying to be perfectly honest. <laughs> and so that's like what I hold in my heart whenever I'm making choices, whenever I'm hearing about the latest food fats. I'm thinking about the era where we demonized 
you know, eggs and all of that. And, you know, like if that were held, if we had held that in our hearts, it's like, can I grow, raise, harvest or hunt this? Yeah, I can. So when everyone was demonizing, you know, eggs and fats and things like that, when we hold that firm, you're able to make these choices from that place. And I just find that when we're looking at that approach and ancestral means different when people are always like, but my ancestry is here and my ancestry is here. And it really just goes like everyone's ancestry is different. Like my ancestry is Eastern Europe. So my ancestral foods can be different. A lot of clients that I work with, you know, sometimes like rice and beans when they're in early stages, doesn't feel very good. But I have had clients that come from like Central and South America where they seem to be totally fine, even when they, not always, sometimes they need to back off as well. But I have noticed that when you have this ancestral lineage and you do kind of follow back whatever yours looks like, and that's so different from person to person. But like when you do kind of just like breathe and look back and go back to your, not even our grandmothers, unfortunately, it's like our great grandmothers like era at this point, because so much has changed in food and, you know, a couple of generations. But when we're looking back at our great grandmother's era, you know, could she recognize this as food? And that's the foundation that just like gives me goosebumps when I talk about it, because it's just so powerful and it's so key. And that's where we start. Wherever you are in your digestive healing journey, if you have not started there, just like breathe, pause. There's all the expensive supplements. There's all of this stuff. Start there. Really start there. Heather, I love that so much. Grow, raised, harvest or hunted. I love this. I love this idea about checking into your own ancestors and what they were consuming and just really paying attention to what you're eating and if it can be done gently and easily. So before we go today, and I hate to let you go because you're just a wealth of knowledge, but before we let you go, those people who are looking to possibly help with skin issues, hormonal balances, anxiety, depression, stomach issues. I mean, all of these things, these are people that you work with on a regular basis. And I may have missed a few and you can add them, but who do you work with and where can we reach out to you? Yeah. You know, in Chinese medicine, they refer to the gut as your earth because it's like the core and the center of your well-being. So that's why we end, you know, I always say like there's the surface level. They're not, I know they're, they're hard. I don't want to minimize them, but there's the digestive issues. You know, there's the constipation, the diarrhea, the bloating, the, the abdominal pain, you know, like there's those very obvious where it's like, those are the digestive issues. But then we see that ripple out when we have that imbalance happen. We see it reflected in our skin. We see it reflected in our brains. We see it reflected in our hormones. You know, there's so much hormone balancing that happens in there. So I have some clients that come to me where they're specifically coming where like, I have like severe depression and I want to do some gut healing around that. And they don't have any digestive symptoms. So it's something I like to point out. If you're like experiencing something, sometimes our bodies have tells and everyone's tell is so different. So getting into like really tapping into listening to your body, knowing your tell, that's a big piece of the work that I do with my clients is like, you know, helping them to see that and to understand that and know that in themselves, because it does ripple. We see it like when we start healing, healing our digestion, it ripples out into the rest of our body and our brains and our overall health and well-being with that. So one of the first ways I love connecting with people is over on my website at Heather Woodruff Nutrition. I do have a free guide there 
and it is the five digestive healing remedies you probably haven't tried yet. And it is so great. It's like my favorite remedies for, you know, there's one for constipation, there's one for leaky gut, there's one for heartburn. You know, it's my favorite remedies and these are all very ancestral based and made of real food and very, very powerful. So that is over there on my website. It's right on the first page. If you want to check that out there and get yourself started and probably on social media channels, my most active platform is Instagram. So that's where I am um, often if you want to connect with me directly or see more about my work and hear more about what I'm up to. Thank you so much. Now, over on your website, you also have a gut health recipe book. Is that correct? That's the one. Oh, my gosh. Okay, tell everybody what that website is so they can go over and get your free gifts that you're offering to the world. Thank you for doing that because it's a lot of work. It is. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite recipes. So that's over on heatherwoodruffnutrition.com and it's completely free. So it's just like, it is my gift to the world of like, oh my goodness, I want to get you started. I want to help you start feeling better. I love that. And then on the social media platforms, Instagram being one of your favorite, how can we find you there? Is it the same across the board, Heather Woodruff Nutrition? Yes, at Heather Woodruff Nutrition. Yes. Wonderful. We'll obviously have links to you in the show notes, but if someone's just listening and they want to reach out, please do remind us where you're out of. You're out of Canada. Yeah, I'm out of just outside of Vancouver, Canada. But I do, so I do like in-person stuff here all the time, but I also have clients like all over the place. So I'm almost entirely online in terms of my client work. And then I have my online programs as well, like my GAPS healing database that I have, as well as my sacred gut healing program is all online. So it really can help anyone from anywhere. Heather, you're amazing. I'm so grateful for this time I've got to spend with you. Thank you so much, honestly, for making time to be here today. Thank you. And you're amazing. I love, oh my goodness. I can't wait to listen to more episodes of this show. I'm so excited. It's a fun show. We have a (laughs) lot of fun and yeah, the guests are amazing and Mm. I hope our listeners love it because what we do on the show is we encourage people every single day to get closer and closer to their highest aligned self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. And thank you, audience, because without you, you know, what would this show be except for just people having fun? So thank you for tuning in today. I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. I want to thank you for listening. And I want to encourage you to make this your very best life ever. Dr. Pepper Hernandez is one of the world's most respected and accomplished cannabis naturopaths. She has guided thousands of patients worldwide in the use of cannabis, non-psychoactive forms for a various range of illnesses, disease, and discomfort. 
She works with her clients in the mental, physical, and emotional components of health and well-being. She's the founder and educational director of the Cannabis Holistic Institute, which aims to educate, empower, and encourage holistic health practitioners, physicians, and students to use whole plant, sun-grown medicine as a part of their wellness routine. Dr. Hernandez is a syndicated cannabis medical journalist and the published author of the Cannabis Patient Journal series. Learn more about her and her practice at drpepperhernandez.com or across social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to make a one-on-one appointment with her, connect with drpepperhernandez.com for an easy online schedule.